Hey, everybody, it's Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow back for another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Thank you very much for checking in with us on a mailbag edition where we take your fan submitted questions and serve them up to Dan Dickow to pick that beautiful basketball brain of his. Dan, we've got a slate of international basketball team USA type themed stuff to get to this week. You ready? Let's do it. All right. First one coming in, you know, team wants to know uh, team USA lost. What does this mean for coach few? Is there, are they going to carry the same staff over to the Olympics or is this the end of the run? I don't think it's the end of the run with uh, coach few being a part of USA basketball at all. You know, I think if you look back over the last 10 years, he's become uh, even more well-respected uh, within the college ranks, the NBA ranks because of creating so many pros through Gonzaga and then his continued involvement and more uh, of a presence in being involved with USA basketball, coaching at a number of different levels. Um, you know, obviously there were a lot of eyes on, on the team because that he was coaching most recently as an assistant, because it's the senior men's national team. It's the, it's the pinnacle uh, of, of USA basketball and what they're trying to do. Unfortunately, they lost in the world cup, uh, but they've still qualified for the Olympics, uh, which will be in Paris next year. But, you know, and the fact that, you know, coach few has, is developed some, some pretty strong relationships from, from what I've heard within USA basketball, they, they appreciate and really respect his, his knowledge and his, his uh, ability to kind of, uh, you know, be an integral part of what they're trying to do. Um, and I think it's important for that men's national team to have uh, a, a number of different coaches with experience. You look at Steve Kerr as the head coach. It's hard to say if he's going to be the head coach in, in Paris for the Olympics. My guess is he will be um, because I think there's a continuity factor that that's necessary. Uh, and coach K showed it and how important that was. But when you look at how USA basketball staffs have been, created in the past coach k was a college coach and he ran the thing but he had nba coaches on his bench and then at times he had college coaches who might have a certain great emphasis on something or a unique eye for something like a jim Bayheim in the zone at syracuse uh, would be a part of his staff and when you look at how the the staff was structured um steve kerr he's coached a number of championships uh, Tyron Lue has coached some of the best players in the world, including LeBron James, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, Eric Spolstra. Unbelievable job coaching with Miami. He's had championships and coached high-level guys with uh, LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade. And then Coach Few, the success that he's had um, kind of evolving and molding that Gonzaga program. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's value in having a different set of eyes and a different set of values and how you look at the game and prepare for the game. So I don't think coach few, uh, I, I still believe coach few is going to be involved uh, moving forward. Uh, I think it's so important that uh, staffs are put together um, that have different skill sets and experiences within the game, because the, the FIBA game is completely different than the NBA and the NBA is completely different than college and college is completely different than FIBA. Um, so you need to have, you know, different viewpoints of, of preparing for opponents as well as preparing your own team. And I, I, I would imagine coach few is still going to be very heavily involved with USA basketball for many years to come. You mentioned the difference in levels and styles and versions of the game played. One of the questions that I saw pop up kind of in the thread discussing the fallout from that loss was, why is international basketball somewhere where you see guys like Dennis Schrader show up and, and have a completely different 
persona on the court necessarily than they would in the NBA. And and what's the difference there? You have some experience with that yourself. Well, I think one of the things is guys play with a tremendous amount of passion and pride for their home country. Um, it's not necessarily means they don't play with a passion and a pride in, in a sense of urgency in the NBA or in college or for their domestic pro team uh, in their States back in Europe. But when you're playing for your country and, and the pride that you have in your country, a lot of times it's different. Uh, you're willing to maybe shelf some individual st stats and accolades for the betterment of the team. Uh, and some guys might shelve their stats to allow a player like a Dennis Schroeder uh, to be more put in a position where, um, you know, he's the focal point. And you saw throughout the World Cup, I think Germany did go undefeated 8-0. He made big play after big play. And he showed stretches and flashes of that in the NBA, but he's been on teams in the NBA where, you know, he hasn't been the guy, the go-to guy. And many times those go-to guys um, – for their national team, step up, embrace it, and, and come through in, in difficult spots, which is, I think, what you saw there, where he hasn't necessarily had to do that and prove that consistently throughout his NBA career. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's interesting. It's fun to, to see that. But then it's also interesting how teams are put together. Um, you know, in the U.S., for example, so much is made about promoting stars, um, many of America's best stars, Steph Curry, LeBron, Anthony Davis, you know, those guys didn't play in this. So they had other guys who were really good up and coming stars. Anthony Edwards, um, is an example, Tyrese Halliburton, um, you know, but you've got guys that maybe would have to mold into a role that they're not hundred percent used to or comfortable with. And that many times takes a lot of time to be able to figure out and understand your role and then star in your role. And, you know, with the USA basketball and how I hate to say it, there's been a revolving door at times with players coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out. Guys want to play in the Olympics, but they don't want to play in this tournament. They don't want to play in that tournament. But they'll play here. Um, that can be difficult to create a lot of continuity where many of these other countries, you know, if you're going to play on the national team, you're going to play on the national team and you're going to have a training camp every summer and or play in big events um, on the calendar for FIBA when it's necessary. And uh, I just think that, you know, um, that's one thing. But I think people have to understand and realize ever since 92 in the Dream Team, um, people across the world have fallen in love with the game of basketball. And they've also now understood how to become better at the game of basketball. So that gap of talent and that gap of skill and even the gap of coaching has shrunk in those you know, what is it? 31 years now. Um, and so you're seeing the fruits of the labor of all the hard work from these different basketball federations of countries across the world, um, you know, closing that gap with the U.S. Now, I do still think the U.S. is the best basketball country. Uh, I just think at times the focus, the emphasis um, is more on the individual as opposed to the collective, which I, I think shows at times um, when you put a team together quickly. Last question we got for you, Dan. And reminder, you guys can submit all of these to any of us on social media at Fan Nation Zags or to Dan directly at Dan Dickow 21. This one, like we said, closes out the international theme of all these. And they wanted to know, since Coach View is now a more worldly experienced coach, do you think that Gonzaga is going to reflect any of that this year in the style of play? Or is this more of just the chance for, for Coach View to be 
amongst professionals and take maybe the more uh, off-court lessons away from it? No, I don't think it's going to change anything in the way that Gonzaga really operates. If you look at what, what Gonzaga has done uh, with an international flavor of, of roster uh, makeup over the last 20-ish years, they've had a lot of European players. They've had uh, a lot of European influence in, in how they run their offense. And some of the things they also do defensively. So you might see maybe a wrinkle or two here or there, but you're not going to see a drastic overhaul because, you know, I think one of the reasons – Gonzaga has been appealing to a lot of international players is it already is played. They play the game in a style that is very similar to what uh, a lot of international basketball looks like free flowing up tempo uh, continuity ball screen offense uh, posts that step out can shoot it a little bit posts that have the freedom to play dribble handoff actions. Um, you know, so I, I don't think there's going to be a, a complete overhaul, but I am curious to see if there's a few little wrinkles here and there, maybe on some sets or some different things that uh, Coach Few may have picked up. But all in all, I don't think you're going to see changes. I guess only time will tell um, if if something is going to be, like you said, worked in there down the road that maybe ends up being the key to some big win down the stretch. Dan, thank you very much for answering our questions. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Reminder, you can find us at Gonzaga Nation by searching and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review us. Leave a five stars. Or we're going to assume that you're an LMU fan or something like that. Just hating on us. Dan, thank you very much. We'll talk to you guys soon.